Hey, it's Daniel, and I am joined by the magnificent, glorious Catherine today. <gasps> Hello. Are you waiting for me to say something? <laughs> I don't know. This is good chat. So, Kate, what are the haps? What's going on? Not much. Still surviving lockdown. What about you? It's very, very monotonous, isn't it? Just you saying that. <laughs> Even though we're going into spring, summer, I have bought a new pair of track pants. Okay. So there's that. I support whatever you're going through, Kate. Lounge attire. Remember, Kate, we're all in this together. I know you love that. I do. At home, alone, together. Sure. I found I've been doing things that I've said before that I wouldn't be doing. I have mentioned I don't like cooking and, you know, I was starting to feel like I'm craving spaghetti and I want to make spaghetti, but I want to make the sauce myself. Because recently I did try making that Gigi Hadid vodka pasta. Oh, no. I have the best spaghetti bolognese recipe. It's not a heavy tomato recipe, which is surprising, but it is out of this world fantastic. Oh, but you're a vegetarian. Oh, well. Because it's got like pancetta and beef mints and chicken stock or a stock of some sort. I support your cooking endeavors. I love cooking. Thank you. I love that you love that. And I support you too, Kate. But in regards to the sauce, you know me. I'm very basic. I'm very simple, right? Mm-hmm. No frills. No. I like how I immediately agreed. No, you're not basic. <laughs> no, but I mean, I tend to lean towards more simple. For example, I'm saying I want to make a sauce for spaghetti, mm. but I want it to be very simple, very basic, some tomatoes in there and some herbs and spices. And, and that's it. Like it doesn't have to be too involved. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be creamy or anything like that. Send me the recipe and we'll see how we go. If you just want a simple tomato recipe, I can send one to you. It's very straightforward. Please do. I still have that recipe bookmarked that you showed me for the baked potatoes, the ones that have the chips on top. Oh, that potato salad? Sorry, yes, potato salad. And I still haven't made it. It's so good. It's far better to do for like your summer and spring. So good. It's what I take to family barbecues and stuff. I'm so hungry. I know, me too. But cooking is so fun, especially in lockdown, because you go to the shops, you get what you need, and then you spend the afternoon doing that task. You can really make a whole day of it if you want to, or you can kind of, once you have those skills, you can just then start pulling stuff from your cupboard and be like, I can make this for dinner tonight. Yeah. See, that's the thing though. I can't just throw stuff together. I don't have that background knowledge. But you will. But the more you cook and the more you look at recipes, that just comes with it. The thing I don't like, though, about doing any of that is having to do it. Yes. And preparing, cooking, and then cleaning. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, definitely. Clean as you go is the best way. The more videos I watched of, like, professional chefs, the better I got because they do all their, like, mise en place and they put it all into little bowls and then the chopping board's already put away and cleaned. So half of your cleaning is already done by the time you're actually ready to cook whatever it is you're going to cook. Absolutely. Yeah. But are we talking about cooking today? No, we aren't, Kate. Today, we're talking about something that you are very skilled in because you are very crafty and you are a game player. You play games, Kate. Oh, I play game. I play the game of life. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'm a huge gamer, but not in like the traditional sense of a gamer but I do love games. I also wouldn't call myself a gamer in the traditional sense. Definitely not. I never Mm. really have been, but, you know, I've dabbled here and there. So I think I have a few things to say on this topic, or I'd like to think I have a few things to say on this topic. (laughs) 
because <laughs> because here's the thing when it comes to games like I feel like this is such a vast topic are we talking video games and then video games go down into a split like is it console is it PlayStation versus Xbox PC yeah. versus console you can really split hairs I feel like we're just going to do a general overview definitely yeah but what is so crazy to me is the passion that so many gamers have and they have that brand loyalty and there's a bit of a toxicity about gamers with that kind of gatekeeping culture but I wish I could video game better I don't really like video games yeah maybe you're just too much like your mother she's never satisfied (laughs) I can't I'm not good with the controller I feel like when people use a controller eventually memory sense takes over where you just instinctively know the buttons I could be playing a game for two hours and I'll have to keep looking down to know am I hitting triangle square x I'm like wait a minute what do I press and then it's like you're dead I am the same I'll keep mixing (laughs) up the circle and the square especially on the PlayStation Mm -hmm. even if I've been playing it for a while I don't know what it is Kate. I panic. I'm just like, I don't know. I think that's what it is. Things are coming at me. And then people are like, oh, get a PC. That's keyboard. You'll be better at it. But then I'm like, I don't have a PC to run a game. So then that's a whole can of worms. Like, what one do you get? So I'm just like, you know what? I appreciate it. I will watch YouTube videos. I follow the gamer people. But no. That's okay. We have a PlayStation 5, though. We've got an up-to-date console. So we've got cutting-edge technology. Yeah. What was your first video game that you played? We had an Atari at home. (gasps) Oh, gee. Yeah. When you didn't put a cartridge in there, the default game Asteroid would come on. It was very arcade game. So we had River Raid, we had Frogger, we had Pitfall and all those kinds of games, which I love playing them as a kid. Mm -hmm. Obviously in the 80s, arcade was the thing. I still remember being young enough and going to arcades. Like a room at a shopping center or an RSL that was just filled with arcade games. Kind of like a time zone. Yeah, but no, it wasn't a time zone. It was like a room that you would go <laughs> just like a random room. <laughs> just like a crack in the wall. You don't know where you are, but there are games for children. <laughs> sure. It sounds very above board. At time zone, that was more like carnival games. But I freaking love time zone. Yeah. I love time zone as a child and I love it as an adult. Pre-lockdown, I was supposed to be going to my nephew's time zone party. I'm still waiting. Sure. But speaking of, what was the first console you had or game you remember playing at home? So my brother, he had a lot of consoles. So we had, I want to say it was a Sega Mega Drive, but I can't remember what specifically. And that had that free game, Alex the Kid. Yep. And that was like the funnest game ever. Then we got the Nintendo. The jump from the Nintendo to the Nintendo 64 but the Nintendo 64 was like the toy to get that Christmas. And we had Banjo-Kazooie, we had GoldenEye, we had like all these classic games. Mario and all that was on it. It was just so much fun. But James Bond GoldenEye was like the creme de la creme of games at the time. I was terrible at it because I was younger. So so my brother would often be like, we can play together and he'd unplug my thing and I wouldn't realise. Or we could play together, which just meant I would watch him play good enough coming into the 90s the consoles were really a thing so we had the super nintendo we had mario all-stars on there and i really loved playing super mario number three where he could fly (gasps) oh that's cool 
Yeah, that was the fun one. To see where gaming has gone, like it has been one of the most incredible industries. To have lived through the Nintendo all the way to what you're seeing now, what they are doing with gaming is so crazy. Not just from the VR aspect, yeah. the psychology behind some of the games now is really interesting how they're building games. Because you know that franchise, The Last of Us? Are you across that? I'm not familiar. Okay, well, it's like a zombie apocalypse style game, but it won all these awards. The first one came out super popular. They brought out the second one and everybody was really annoyed because spoilers, in the first one, you played as the hunky hero, the male protagonist, but in the second one, okay, spoilers, he dies quite quickly. Well, thanks. Now I can never play that game. (laughs) (laughs) You play as a younger woman and a lot of people came out and they were like, I don't want to play as a woman, but they actually changed the game mechanics. She didn't have the strength that that male character had so they really had to then rely on okay well you have to hide you have to build your strength and they made it really ominous that like yeah she could be attacked at any moment by someone and they actually started playing on the psychology of what it's like to be a woman in that setting and obviously some gamers were very vocally upset and toxic about it but it won lots of it was super popular everybody loved it the majority of people loved it I think it's very interesting though that it was done in that way because that really does show people or allows them to have an understanding of something that they may not have otherwise. Mm -hmm. But of course, there are going to be people who are always going to be whinging about these kinds of things. Oh, always. There's always going to be that gatekeeper culture. There's always going to be a toxic fan element to any subculture. Did you ever play The Sims? Let's take a second to talk about computer games. Okay. (laughs) So my first computer was a Windows 3.1. And as far as games, it had Solitaire, it had Minesweeper. So very, very cutting edge, as you can tell. You classics. So yeah, I've never really been a big computer gamer, but something that I have played on the computer is definitely The Sims. Mm -hmm. Sims 2 mainly. And I have Sims 4, but I don't really play that anymore. I liked Sims 2 because I remember downloading skins, like famous people to put in the game. And, you know, you download Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and you'd make a house. You could act out scenarios based on whatever you want. Yeah. Something that I would constantly do in that game would be build a room without any doors, put someone in there. First of all, I'd always use a cheat to get all the money. And then also the one where you can move objects. So I'd pick someone up, put them inside that room and just watch them die basically. Or when When someone's in a pool, you delete the stairs for them to come out. Remove the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So then they (laughs) just keep swimming and they get tired and then they die because that was fun. Tell me about your experience. That's a game that I never played it, but it's a game that every single person I meet says, you seem like someone who would love The Sims. And can I tell you, I probably would have. Every scenario that I could have come up with, I would have acted out in The Sims. And I feel like I would have loved it. But I think I thought it was like an online, like you played with other people. And I was like, "Mm -mm, no, ma'am, no, 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 no. Like I thought it was like a chat thing. And I just shut that down. I was like, no, I don't want to play that. If you missed that window, I don't think I could ever get into it as an adult. Yeah. But yeah. You definitely do strike me as the type of person who loves to see people suffer. So yeah, I also (laughs) see that. Uh, I've got that Schadenfreude style to me. I'm like, ooh, I love watching Misfortune. I tell you what games I did love on the computer. Did you ever have that snowman game and you like to ski down a mountain and you had to avoid the trees and then the little scary snowman jumps out? No. 
It was like an 8-bit game. Then there was like Lemmings. Oh, yeah. And then do you remember when you probably got to like primary school age and you would open and there was a game and it was like the pinball game? Yes, I do. A little pinball machine? Yeah. Yes. The only PC game that I I had two, two PC games through my life. One was Wishbone, the little dog, the little Jack Russell dog. And he took you on a journey to learn about ancient Greece. And the game had a bug and I could get to Hades, but I could not cross the river sticks. I'm just really sorry that that's something you had to go through. I was always jealous of Carmen Sandiego. That was like the older kids game when they got to year six. Oh, right. And then they got rid of it when I was like in a scene. I loved Carmen Sandiego. And I had a movie maker. My shorts were terrible, but I loved doing it. And you could get a microphone and make them say what you want to say. And it was like some weird Mr. Mistopheles style character jumps out at you. But speaking of, you mentioned Lemmings and Carmen Sandiego. My cousin used to have this computer, like it was an Amiga Mm. and it was this little computer that had the games on floppy disks. And I remember playing Lemmings on there. Carmen Sandiego was on there. There's also a game called Midwinter, which I don't remember what you did, but California games as well. I remember there was either roller skating or rollerblading and that kind of thing. And there was also Gianna Sister which is basically a Super Mario Brothers ripoff. I've never heard of that. I mean, it was basically the same game, just with different characters, pretty much. And I think there was a lawsuit in there somewhere from Nintendo. Of course there was. Nintendo would not let that happen. They'd be like, let's shut that down. Speaking of ripoffs, though. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the segues. Segway away. Now, I know I said ripoffs, but I just want you to know I'm not talking about you, Kate. Um, <laughs> so basically, as a kid, my older sister had a Game Boy, you know, the very first Game Boy, the one that was like a giant brick and had the, you know, the black and white graphics. Yes. So she had that and she had Tetris on it. And I'd always wanted one. But I remember seeing on Agro's Cartoon Connection, there was a game called Agrosaur. And I always wanted that. I just thought it was really cool. I was like, I want this Agro game, which I never got. Mm-hmm. I did find out several years back, though, that that particular game is actually originally called Baby T-Rex and it was released in the US as a game and then the graphics had been modified and then released in Australia as Agrosaur. So it was basically the same game, but with Agro. Wow. I wonder how much they did that. I bet that's more common than we think. Definitely. Definitely. David. (laughs) Do you think you could ever get into more video console gaming now? Not really, but at the start of the pandemic last year, I did buy a Nintendo Switch Lite and I got Animal Crossing on there. (gasps) I love the Switch. I have the Lite though, so you can't hook it up to your TV or anything. It's just the handheld. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It does not do the Switch function that it is incorrectly then called. It does not Switch. 100%. I still support you in this purchase. Thank you so much. But I was playing Animal Crossing like everyone else was around the entire world during that time. Then I stopped playing it, much to the dismay of an ex-work colleague who was encouraging me to keep playing, but that's okay. (laughs) That's a game I don't get. I don't know what the point of that game was. I did buy Spyro the Dragon on there, which I haven't played yet on there. So I still have to do that one day. But I do remember playing it on PlayStation though, like the very first PlayStation. And I have a little story for you. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school, I had the first PlayStation and the first game I had on it, or I should say I got the game before I got the console. Mm. And you can probably guess, but it was the Spice Girls Spice World game. (laughs) Love it. Love it. I made my mum buy it for me. And then a while later, I ended up buying the PlayStation to play it on. 
It was equal parts the best thing I played and the worst thing I played, I think, because it was very obviously a rush release. Let's get this out. Let's make money on this. Was there a game mechanic to it or was there one, a storyline based game or was it like you just get to select your singer and put them on a stage and then pick a song? Pretty much, but it was customizable. So basically you'd pick a girl, Mm -hmm. you would choose a song. They had a little selection of songs and then and they had little sound bites of the songs, little clips that you would remix a song or put the clips of the song together in whichever order you wanted. So you'd have a line here, a line there, the chorus, whatever it was. Mm. So you remix the song and then in the next step, you learn dance moves, which is pretty much, it was like a dance practice where the X, the circle, the triangle, the square, they would come up on the screen and you would push them as they show up. Oh, okay. Like a Let's Dance Revolution style. Yeah, but then you would learn the dance moves, which are the combinations of the symbols which you would put together and they would do certain moves so then once you've done that you would record a dance routine for this girl you'd put in all the different combinations you wanted to do and then you could go through to all the other girls and individually give them dance moves or they could just copy the same one that you just did so sometimes just for fun what i would do is make all the girls do the same dance routine, but then I'll just choose whichever one I want to bully that day to just <laughs> either do completely different dance moves or just give her no dance moves just to spice it up a little. Or would you give her the same dance move a beat behind? <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to go back and do that. <laughs> Basically, it was pretty much that kind of game. You do that and then the next step would be the studio where they'd be performing these dances to this song that you recorded and then you would be changing the camera, zooming in and out and then you could watch it back. That was pretty much the gist of the game. Okay. And the final bit is you would just basically watch an interview that they've done. Oh, do you just like pick their outfits and stuff? You couldn't change their clothes or their outfits, but there were cheat codes. One of them was the game would restart and the startup logo, instead of being the normal logo that they had for that game, would be, as you know, live in Istanbul, when they performed the song Naked, they sat on chairs naked. Mm -hmm. So then they had the game characters on these chairs naked. So that would be the startup logo when you put this cheat code in. Ah. The chairs were covering them. They were modest. But I feel like that was a big deal in the 90s. I remember there was like a Lara Croft code where you could play with her like topless or something. Sure. Very degrading. There were a couple of other cheat codes though. They were all useless though, but you could make them giant. So you would make that particular girl twice the size than everyone else. And then there was another one where in the dance studio when they were performing the song at the end, they would all be standing in a circle and there'd be a pile of handbags in the middle on the floor for whatever reason. That's how ladies dance at the clubs together. That's their protective circle. At first I thought you were joking, but is this for real? No, it's 100% real. That's what you do. Oh, I I had no idea. If you don't want to like hold your bag, everybody like puts their bag in a circle and you all face each other. And it's like you go shoulder to shoulder because that way no one can get the bag and that way no guy can come, like they can come up behind you, but then like your friend can see behind you and you do that. Are they yes, no? And then you kind of just shuffle and go, no, thank you. It's like a very, it's a protective thing. I had no idea. I always thought it was just the most random thing that I thought, who thought to put this in this game? Thank you for educating me. You're welcome. That sounds like a game that I would go through once and be like, oh, this is fun. You're going to play it a couple of times and then I'd probably never play it again. Again, it sounds like there's a lot of steps to get to the end. Like I might go through one girl, get through half of the second. I'm like, I'm not doing the rest. They could have put so much more into it, I think, to make it an actual game but 
Such is life. Do you know what my favourite thing is? Like, And I love this so much. So there was this terrible game released recently. Yeah. It was like a bomb. They were not ready to strike. Like this gaming company, they made the Witcher the game. One of the biggest games ever. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. They brought out Cyberpunk. But the most incredible thing about it, like it was garbage. Like you could not play it. There were bugs. It just was not ready. They rushed the release. But the best thing about it was how customizable. There was like 50 different skin tones, different face shapes. You could go into minute detail. Building a character is like my jam. That is a game in itself. I would just have that as a game yeah. to make people. Well, that was the fun part on The Sims too. I always thought they looked a bit pixelated. Well, it depends which one you're playing. Sims 1 and 2, sure. But then, you know, you got Sims 4, which it was more refined and you could fine tune more things, I think, individual parts of the face and that kind of thing, but not to the level that you're referring to. Mm. Definitely these story-based games where you're playing as the hero. Yep. They are, that is something they're exploring more. Like, for example, there was this one game that came out not long ago it was an assassin's creed you didn't like you you just were the character but for the first portion of the game he was like this sexy guy and he had like crazy braided hair and he had this like sexy beard and then you get halfway through the game and then suddenly they shave him the uproar that people oh. had was like no 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 how who is this person i've gotten attached to someone they actually the game makers had to come out with like a patch to then so you could go in and like swap it out so you gave you the option wow. yeah, because people were like no no no, i can't play this i don't know who because he looks so different people yeah. were just disengaging they're like that's not the character i've been playing like i don't want him to look like that and they did it they made the patch that company though is really bad and all their like senior people have been like arrested or like fired for like sexual assault so it's a bad company and they do not like women it's a french company so you know boo them yeah but at least they made the patch for that one game. They did one thing that was good. <laughs> Just one. Just one. Speaking of ancient Egypt, the earliest known board games are 5,000 years old and were played by the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. I'm on fire today, Kate. That was another great segue. You are. So let's talk about board games. Yeah, I love a board game. I have a regular like games night with a group of people yeah. and I love them so much. But see, when I say board games, I'm talking about as a kid playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Have you ever played that? Oh, yeah, I loved that. I loved Hungry Hungry Hippos. That was fun. Yes, 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 yes. Now that I am a little bit older, I do appreciate playing Taboo as well. Pictionary, that kind of thing. <gasps> Great, get Boulder Dash. Sure, I've never heard of that. Scattergrees. I love Scattergrees. I remember learning Scattergrees from one of my aunties. We play Scattergrees with that game group on the regular because my nephews are now learning how to play it. Mm. They get the kids version of it yeah. and we all have to do the adult version, but... I love it. I'd rather the kids' version, but we have to play categories one day. Yes, 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 yes. We should do a game tonight. Well, we were going to, but we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that. But did you ever play Monopoly? We never had Monopoly. I never had it growing up. I don't know if this is controversial, but I don't like Monopoly. I don't enjoy playing Monopoly, maybe because I just don't care enough to try. That's fair. It's a long game. It is. Having said that, though, Kate, I do own the ABBA Monopoly. Oh! <gasps> 
mamma mia. Do you know what I think was a massive, massive missed opportunity? They could have at least come out with a Spice Girls Monopoly or just any kind of Spice Girls board game would be fine. I don't understand why that was never a thing since they had everything. They had released merchandise. They had everything you could imagine, but they never had a board game. I feel like there was a bit of a board game lull in the 90s and then it kind of came back up in the early 2000s. So that's why, because I think they went to the video game route was so popular. Yeah. Were you a Monopoly kid? My family, okay, so we had a family, the holiday house, and there were four or five games. One of them was Nancy Drew, okay. mystery board game. I loved it so much. I have a Nancy Drew tattoo because I loved it that much and I love Nancy Drew. And that's a really fun game and it was a quick game. We also played Monopoly, but it would always end abruptly. Either there was an earthquake and the board was lifted off the table and thrown across the room. Wait, when you say earthquake, do you mean... There was an earthquake, meaning earthquake, the board is lifted and all the little houses down. Oh, I thought you meant there was an actual real life earthquake that disrupted the game. No, 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 no. That's a monopoly term. If other kids have parents who get fed up, they go earthquake and then we're done. Fair enough. We would cheat a lot. We didn't quite understand the system of hotels and buying property. Yeah. That was beyond us at eight years old. I mean, that's still beyond me. Me too. <laughs> But we always wanted to play it. We always wanted, you just, that's what you thought you had to play. Yeah. So it was something that we always played and we always regretted playing it after the first hour. I have heard that it can cause some drama. Well, I think it's because it's the game of chance, but it's also a strategy game. And you're like, uh, like, yeah, I know. I want to build a corner. I want to get all the yellows and the reds in the corner. That's a great area to get. And you can get really good money because something like statistically someone has to step on you. Yeah. But it's so difficult. And then you're like, do I take all the railways? Do is this something that I invest in early? Oh my gosh. No, I don't care. Exactly. I just don't care enough. But if you're playing, say, for example, the ABBA version, you're not buying properties, you're buying their songs. Oh, okay. It makes it a little more fun. I like how immediately I was like, oh, that might be actually more interesting. It's <laughs> yeah. the same mechanics. It's the same crap. <laughs> so you're like, oh, I want to get Waterloo, but I also want to get Chiquita and <laughs> Fernando. Let's just get a section of ballads at the back. I mean, either way, it's going to get dramatic. Exactly, yeah. Not going to name any names, but there are some people that talk about board games like Terraforming Mars and Wingspan. Cute names, but apparently they take hours at a time to play, and I do not have that kind of patience. Here's the thing, I do. If someone said, yeah, we're going to spend the afternoon playing this game, I could get into it. It just takes sometimes the mechanics of a game. So there are these incredible games like Pandemic, risk the ones that you just said that they're going to take you a day that's going to be six hours of game time and everybody has to be focused but the reward is there yeah i do like those games but to me it's just so hard to find a group of people that one are all willing to do it that have the time to do it and that will take it seriously enough fair enough but there is one game does all those things that i love more than anything in the world and kate what is that and it's dungeons and dragons so we were supposed to play Dungeons and Dragons. We were supposed to have a games night. This was literally on the day that the lockdown was announced for Greater Sydney. So mm-hmm. we were ready to go a few hours before and then it couldn't happen. So one day, Kate, we will play. Yeah, we will. So tell me about Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, so I know you just said you don't like games that last for hours. So my longest running game for Dungeons and Dragons with the same group of people went for two years. That is a lot. 
So we would meet up once a month for games night and we would play Dungeons and Dragons. Everybody had their character. The best way to describe it, because I know people hear that and they're like, that sounds like the worst thing I can ever think of. But it's effectively just a group of people coming together, doing a shared story is basically what happens. Okay. The crazy thing that I find and the best thing that happens with Dungeons and Dragons is you have this collective shared experience. So for example, I had four players. I was the dungeon master, so I ran the game. So effectively everything, I created the world, I created all the villains, I control everything that goes on, but you have full independence in what you want to do. And every game would play out like an episode and it would end on big cliffhangers. They once ended up facing something at the end. They're like, no, 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 we can't stop playing. We need to know how this ends. Like, did (laughs) one of us die? Did something happen? Like you would always try and end on a cliffhanger. Like you said, yes, I said I don't like playing games that take more than, I don't know, an hour or whatever, but I think I need someone to explain to me so that I can understand and then I basically know what I'm doing. Well, you have someone who runs it for you. You have someone to tell you what you have to do. It's effectively that all you have is a piece of paper and some dice. That's all you need to be a player of Dungeons and Dragons. You do have, like, there are books and stuff that you can use to build your characters. But once you know what's on your sheet, you really have to look at that. Okay. It's like, okay, I'm going to be a strong character. If I am a strong character, anytime I need to do something that requires strength, I add more numbers to it. That's it. So you roll the dice, add more numbers, and then that's the likelihood of how you've succeeded in the task. Okay. I know that sounds so boring, but it's like the more interactive you can make it, the better it is. And that's what I I love being able to create an experience for my player. That's like the funnest thing ever. Okay. So what's so funny is I've created this game and I was telling my husband about it and he's like, well, how long do you think it's going to take? Yeah. And the funny thing with a game like Dungeons and Dragons is I said, oh, well, the game itself could take maybe three hours to get from what I have created from start to finish. But if the group is really chatty and they're like, we want to talk to every single person in the town, we want to go shopping, you could spend two and a half hours shopping. Because that's the reality of this game. That's what you want to do. That's where you want to spend your time. Or you could say, no, I don't give a crap about any of that. Let's go straight to the forest. But you're unprepared and you're then just having to deal with the wilderness. Say, yeah, you didn't talk to people. Did you get a map? Did you do this? You deal with the real life consequences of your actions in an imaginary world. Seems legit. What's so funny is this bad rap and the nerdiness that comes with Dungeons and Dragons. It's like, it's so geeky. It's like so cringe. But when you play it, it's nothing but like a fun time with friends, especially Mm. if people are having like drinks, getting a bit loose. Snacks. Yeah, exactly. Snacks. Like the game can get really fun, but you get really good inside jokes. It's a social game. It sounds like a good time. However, there are bad dungeon masters. There are bad players. There will always be elements that can go bad. Like I remember playing once with a guy who ran it and he did not give any of the players freedom to do anything. It's an open world game. You should be able to say, can I go back to town? I want to try and find something. He would say, no, 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 you can't. All right. And he's like, okay, you can try. And then, oh, there's a force field. You can't actually get into the town. You're locked out. He could have said, oh, definitely you can get there. 
and then give me an actual in-game reason as to why I can't. I don't like when a dungeon master or a game master says no to you. Oh, okay. You should always be able to attempt anything and it's your job then to think creatively to put it back on track or quickly come up with something for them to interact with. There's like two schools of thought that there's a sandbox where you can go anywhere in the sandbox or you're on railroads and you can only go forward. It's kind of like improvisation rather than saying no, it's yes and a hundred percent for example yes you can go back down that path and julia gillard is standing there and she's saying moving forward (laughs) she's not actually letting you back in and now you actually have to interact with her and you have to like i don't know roll a charisma check to see if you can convince her to let you in the town after you ransacked the village and stole everything there you go so basically just had a game of dungeons and dragons right now Exactly. That's a game, an imaginary scenario taking place in both of our heads right now. Yeah. But you'll have to roll a dice to see how successful you are at doing something. I love that for us. I'm still super excited to play. I've got my like maps over there ready to go. I still haven't created a character, so... I like that you've been in lockdown for nearly 12 weeks. Yeah. And you haven't gone, you know what? Maybe this is the time <laughs> that I could think about, like, what kind of character... I could just watch a five-minute video. You've gone, no. No. Kate can do it with me just before we play. Absolutely. Do you know what? It's not a case of... I don't have the time. It's more, I just am simply not making the time until I absolutely need to. Oh, excellent. So let me put hours and hours of work into building a cave and then additional time to help you create a character. That's what you're saying. (laughs) 100%. Not to take away from your grand Dungeons and Dragons conversation, but I do love a bit of a party game, like, for example, Jackbox and that kind of thing, where you have a group of people and the game's on the TV or whatever and using your phones to play this game. And I like the ones where basically either you're drawing something or you're submitting Mm -hmm. really stupid answers or funny things like that. I love a good charades and celebrity heads. I haven't played charades in the longest time. I do like the Heads Up app, though. Mm. But only when you have to guess the famous people. Can I tell you a hilarious story? Please. When my brother first started dating his now wife, the first time she came to our house for dinner, we had never played charades. Our family decided that was the night we were going to play charades. How did that go? They're married and they have three children, so obviously very well. But when she tells this story, we were just like, we don't really have a memory of it. And we just kind of go, why would we do that? Like, we have no, we've never played it again. Yeah. And that's the other thing that she says. She's like, you've never played it again. Let's play charades. <gasps> I love charades, though. All right, let's do it right now so that everyone can see exactly what we're doing. Okay, so I'll start. This is a great game for a podcast <laughs> medium, <laughs> for audio-based. Such fun. What about mind games? Do you play mind games with people? Are you manipulative? No, Kate, because I'm not a c- <laughs> then I guess you're not playing the game of life correctly. Ooh. Ooh, I guess I can get some tips from you later then. <sighs> I'll teach you everything, kid. <sighs> Sorry, were you just smoking a cigarette? I was doing a pretend that, <sighs> like, because I said kid, it felt like it needed it. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of games, Kate, we're going to play a game now. It's very straightforward. It's like reverse spelling bee. So I'm going to spell a word and then you're just going to say it. Sound good? Yep. Okay, so the first word is M-A-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. McDonald? Correct. The next word is M-A-C-B-R-I-D-E. McBride? Well done. The next word is M-A-C, 
H I N E. Machine? <laughs> What'd you say? I really didn't think you were going to fall for it. It's machine, but because you've been saying McDonald, McBride, you're going to say McHine. <laughs> that's really funny. I saw it on TikTok and I'm like, I have to get you to do that. Yeah, that's so funny. That is so funny. I was like, what? <laughs> Okay, so we've talked video games, we've talked computer games, yeah. we've talked board games, we've talked party games, and Dungeons and Dragons. Car games. Are you a person who likes to play a game in the car? Oh, car, like in the car. Road trip, like slow, I spy, 20 questions. Not really, but sometimes I do like to play in the car where I see a number plate and then I make up what the letters stand for or if it reads like a word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to do that. What about you? I do that sometimes when I feel like, okay, this is a car that's acting erratic and I know I'm going to have to report them to the police. Fair enough. We used to do a lot of 20 questions and like celebrity heads. Loved Spotto as a kid. Loved Spotto. What's Spotto? Spotto is like when you, you yell Spotto when you see whatever the thing is. So it's a way that your parents would be like, uh, Spotto... An orange car. So when you see an orange car, you just yell spotter. Well, then I think that person picks the next spotter. Oh, right. I see. Oh, I have one question. Sorry, I just want to clarify, Kate. So not 20 questions, you just have one? Just one. Okay, proceed. What about escape rooms? Do they count as games? I guess so. I've only ever done one, though. Did you enjoy it? Yes, when you get the clues and you know what you're looking for. Once you actually get into it and you start getting through it, yeah, it's more fun. When you first get locked in, he said just sheer panic. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing. We actually ended up finishing that one maybe two or three minutes after the time had ended. So we just kind of got yeah. it. We did have to use a bit of help where we were given some clues at the end. But I would do it again. I would definitely do it again. What about you? I love an escape room. I think they're so fun. But I love doing puzzles and all that crap. Yeah. Are you a bit of a Sudoku queen? Oh, no, no, no. I hate anything like word searches, Sudokus, crosswords. I hate that. I hate color by numbers. I hate anagrams. You know where you like take a word and you rearrange the letters? Yes, yes. I'm horrible at that. Speaking of, what about Boggle? <gasps> I think I remember liking Boggle. Yeah. Oh, what about Scrabble? No. Scrabble's okay, but I think I prefer Boggle over Scrabble. Oh, what about mobile phone games? Oh. Do you play games on your mobile phone? Okay, well, I have to throw it back for a second and just say that, yes, I had the Nokia with a snake on it, and yes, I loved playing it. Yes. Right now, I really don't play games on my phone. <gasps> Sorry, I lied. I lied. <gasps> You're such a liar. I am currently playing Draw Something, but other than that- I love Draw Something. Oh, can I download it? Can we play against each other? Absolutely. Let's do that. I have one game that I actively play, which is Jewel Hunter. It's like a shitty Candy Crush style game where you just move things. But I only play it at a very specific time. The only time I play it is if I can't get to sleep at like 11 and I just want my eyes to get heavy. I thought that would have the opposite effect. No, I don't know. It makes me really, really sleepy. Because it's boring. <laughs> So you can clear the level, right? Yeah. You can just clear the level and move on to the next one. But you can clear the level and get one or two or three stars. Mentally, I can't move on to the next level until I have all three stars. And then I'm like, yep, now I can go to the next level. Fair enough. Okay, so we're going to wrap up in a second. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Tired of playing the same games over and over? Looking for something new and adventurous? Introducing Squid Game, the special overpriced limited edition board game. 
whether you're having a few friends over or visiting your grandma's retirement village, whip out Squid Game the board game for hours and hours of fun and games. And messy bloody death. Playable pieces include umbrella-shaped Dalgona candy, red light green light robot doll, and Jung Doxer's tiny dick. Such fun. What are you waiting for? Buy it for yourself or as a Christmas gift. Squid Game the board game, out now. Playing may lead to irreversible death. Knives not included. Oh my goodness. I think we've literally just covered every style of game that I can think of. Every single game ever in the entire history of the universe. Absolutely. (laughs) Every game. And I don't want to hear anybody bitching that we didn't talk about a game. Sure. Whether you're playing video games, board games, or like in Kate's case, mind games, Mm-hmm. Have fun, enjoy. Roll the dice. Roll the dice, indeed. Because life, Kate, is a game and we're all just players. Oh, poetic. I love it. Speaking of, Kate and I are going to go off and we're going to play some Draw Something now, so. Yes, I can't wait to draw something. It's been lovely doing this with you, Kate. A pleasure as always. This has been good chat. Good chat.